you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 928. This episode is brought to you by... Baskets. All right. Baskets is a show that I adore. My wife and I have watched every episode. It is a show, Katie Levine, that on paper, you're like, how's this going to work? But Zach pulls it off. It's amazing. And Louis Anderson <laughs> is amazing. And Martha is amazing. Yeah. Everyone in it is incredible. Uh, and I'm so glad the show is coming back Tuesday, January 23rd at 10 p.m. on FX. Uh, it's, and on the FX app. Too. And on the FX app as well. And uh, it, is a, it is a genius show. It is. When I first started seeing the commercials when it first came out, I was like, this looks interesting. But I mean, like you said, Zach is just so good in it. I, so I would imagine good. most people who listen to the podcast probably know what Baskets yeah. is. But if you don't and you saw the billboards, you go, what the hell is that? I am <laughs> telling you, it is such a beautiful family drama. It's not a drama. I mean, it's a comedy, but there's, but there's real moments in it. And it's, it's just such a gorgeous show. I absolutely love Baskets, and I adore Zach and Louie and Martha. So please, please, please watch it uh, January 23rd at 10 p.m. on FX and the FX app. Um, I would like to promote that I will be doing stand-up almost all of February. (laughs) I'm going to be at Stand-Up Live in Phoenix uh, February, I think, 8 through 10, and the following weekend in Brea, California, and then the following weekend in Oxnard, California, so Every just, weekend, uh, really. Just, just go to the internets and find tickets, but come out. Come out to that. Please. Please come out to that. That'd be fun. Mike Furman will be there. April Richardson's going to come along. And now Katie Levine will bring you the Nerdist Community Corkboard. Uh, the L.A.-based Animal Rescue Wags and Walks is opening up their very own adoption center in West L.A. They're having a grand opening this Saturday, January 27th at 12 p.m. That will feature plenty of adoptable animals, ribbon cutting with the L.A. Kings, pet and people-friendly vendors, food trucks, and more. For more info, check out wagsandwalks.org. And Sam Courtney writes, I am from Blackpool, England, and me and my friends have a YouTube channel called Public People Studios. We have around 40,000 subscribers and nearly 7 million views overall. And our content is a mixture of comical music videos and public pranks. We have filmed and edited pretty much everything ourselves on zero budget, and it is something we are all passionate about. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and it has helped motivate and inspire me to follow my dreams. So if anyone listening wants to check out their channel, it's youtube.com slash user slash public people studios. Fantastic. Uh, This episode is Cress Williams, who is uh, Black Lightning, which if you're not watching Black Black Lightning, you are making a mistake. (laughs) Uh, The show is really good and is on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. on CW. uh, Also on the CW app. Also on the CW app. (laughs) That's, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I watch a lot of shows on apps, and it's so great that all these networks, they have them, and you can watch them on there. Do you know there. what I wish you would do is just from time to time, just, just maybe maybe part of what you could do on the podcast is just 
remind people about apps. <laughs> but even when they're not things, if I'm like, oh, and you know, uh, go go to uh, Old Spaghetti Factory. And also go, on the spaghetti app? Yes, thank you. That's exactly what I wanted. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I greatly appreciate that you immediately ran with that. So, uh, uh, Cress Williams is a, just a terrific guy. He was so great. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so now, and I'm one of those people that become a bigger fan of something yeah. when I find out that the people that involved the, are They're really so cool. nice and funny and yeah. cool. And, and when I tweeted that, uh, that I had hung out with Cress and the, the podcast and that people should watch Black Lightning, like a, a handful of other actors from the show... Also tweeted back at me, uh, and I'm like, "Oh my god, now I love them." So, everyone on the show. I cool. know it's great. <laughs> I know I get sappy, and I know it's. Uh, but I just, I just love nice people. I really like. I like nice, talented people who make good things. So uh, that is Black Lightning Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. on the CW. Also on the CW app. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, this episode also also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. So it's a it's a brand new year. It's 2018. As hard as that is to believe, and we're almost already in February. So if you're setting new goals for your business, it's very difficult to reach them if you don't have the right people on your team. I met Katie Levine years ago. I was lucky because we were introduced by uh, by a mutual friend and. That's how I. That's how Katie became <laughs> came to work in this in this world. But what if that hadn't happened? You know, ZipRecruiter is the best way to find the right people for your job. All right, ZipRecruiter will post your jobs to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just a click, and then they actively look for the most qualified candidates, and then they invite them to apply. So it is no wonder that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just a day. Usually, it's just a day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. So if you need to fill a job, don't just stumble around until you fall on someone. Uh, listeners for the Nerds Podcast can post on ZipRecruiter for free. That's free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Nerdist. ZipRecruiter.com slash Nerdist. Here's Nerds Podcast number 928 with Cress Williams. Katie, roll the thing. Also on the Roll of Thing app. Now entering Nerdist.com. Again, you know, it's part of the reason why the... I grew up in Orange County. Oh, no way. Yeah. It's kind of nice. funny why the, why the Californian sketch is so... Uh, the SNL, the SNL sketch. Yeah. We just spend so much time in our fucking cars. Yeah. So there's, you can't help but talk about how you got to places because there are a million life, yeah. ways to get to places because it's all just traffic. But I'll say this. They, like, New Yorkers talk about which the L train, train. It's like, it's like, oh, it's right. like, oh, I took the two up to L right. and then, like, it's like, they do the same thing. It's just cool because it's a subway. It's no. dumb because you talk about your cars. Yeah, you guys don't have cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's why you don't talk about your cars. Yeah, you know what else? I'm not, like, surrounded by people and I get to listen to my own music. <laughs> and I can see the sky. Yes. <laughs> and also, it's not an ice forest. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're not living with rats. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Rats are under Everyone. the city. Did you? Go, so you grew up in Orange County. What what part of Orange County did you grow up in? Like pretty much Anaheim. Anaheim, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My wife grew up in San um, San Juan Capistrano. Nice. Um, I went to Fullerton Junior College and then transferred over to UCLA. Nice. So, when were you at UCLA? Nice. Ninety two to ninety four. We were the same. We were there at the same time. Are you serious? Yeah. 
exactly the same time. No way. Yeah, I was there 89 to 93. Where, where were you? I mean, I, mean, I, I bopped up. <laughs> no, I mean, like, what? which dorm did you rock in? <laughs> no, I never I, got student housing because no, when no, I, I lived, lived there, campus. when yeah. I went to school there, there was not enough housing for everyone. So no. there was a lottery. And if, you, and if you didn't get it, you just had to figure out what to do. And so I lived, you know, I bopped around Westwood and West L.A. every, you know, every couple of quarters. I and what was your major? Philosophy. Okay. So what part of, what part of the... That was uh, mid-campus. That's Dodd Hall right next to the, like, yeah. the main administration building. Yeah, yeah. Uh, were you... Where, I was a theater major. Okay, so you were North Campus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and I lived off campus, too. I lived, like, in Palms. Uh-huh. In Palms yep, area. yep. I contemplated... It was funny, because I transferred in. So I, I remember going to, like, the two-day tour thing. Yeah. Where you stay in a dorm. Like, yeah. Uh, and that sealed it right there, because, like... I couldn't fit in the bed, first of all. Like, you know, because you had to stay, you, you went toured, stayed overnight, and the bed had a, a headboard and a footboard. And the footboard, like, I had to, like, kind of yeah. do this Squish thing. Yeah, can't hang your feet off the yeah. end. How I tall mean, are you, Jonah? What, you 6'5? 6'5. 6'5. But he stands up straight. <laughs> Not always. It's, my directors are like, stand up straight. Wah, wah. Yeah. Um, Black Lightning does not slouch. Yeah, you're I, no, super totally. Good. Yeah. My, no, our creator of the show, like, every take, he's like, <laughs> um, it's not called slouch lightning nope. <laughs> um, but I was in there I couldn't fit in the bed and then the guys who were That's there water. Jonah did not just pop champagne in the morning <laughs> the guys who were rooming with me one guy snored all night long and so just one night in the dorm I'm like I can't do this isn't it amazing that you are essentially now because you're a teenager or you know 18, 19, 20 and maybe it's the first time you're away from home oh, you. you're very forgiving for like a week. Because you're like, oh, this is exciting, Emmett. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, it sucks to live with someone <laughs> yes. and have to deal with their weird, like, clearing out their sinuses at two in the morning or not cleaning their dishes. You, I think it's good for people because it teaches you how to just fucking tolerate the it's world. How to get along, yeah. But yeah. It, it, it is very challenging. Oh, it's rough. It's, it was rough. I mean, and I, and I, at that time I transferred in. So, you know, I was kind of, and I spent four years at a junior college. So I was kind of older than everybody else I right just, i was not ready to do that so i got an apartment with the i had a couple of roommates and, and even that was like like a lot because <laughs> <laughs> my one of my roommates was he was his he was the only one that had a computer this is how we how far he was like the only one with a computer you know this is like before smartphones and all that so we'd have to go to his room to write papers like in his bedroom to write papers and my other roommate had the loft upstairs and he was just a pig like he just hmm. He would just leave. We got roaches because of him. Like we had no roaches when we when we moved in, and he was just like a slob. So we got roaches because of him. And mm. Were they all part of the theater program as well? Is that how you met them? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. The roaches. Yeah, the roaches, yeah, the roaches were. They, yeah, they were in Joe's apartment. They were, they were like apartment. the most successful oh, guys. They were, they were such like, a good reference. They were graphic artists. Too. So you were always you were always you were always a theater guy. Yeah, but you're built like a titan. So <laughs> you're kind of like Blade, where it's like all of our strengths, none of our weaknesses. Nice. You're basically like you're basically you're basically like the Daywalker. 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 So what is it? So what, what did you? Were you always in physically perfect condition, or was this no. something that developed over time? It developed over time. I was a. I was at one point. I was a pudgy kid, and I was kind of just always a lanky, lanky, gangly kid. Um, and then it was weird. It was kind of like when I was 39, I had just had a knee surgery and, and I was, uh, 
laying for like six weeks, and when I got up, I was huge. And I was like, okay, I got to change and do some things. And so right around 39, going into 40, I just made this big change. What, did, what, what were the changes? What did you do? Um, I started just eating better um, and eliminating a lots of sugar and trying to like eat every three hours and like staying away from carbs, all these different things. And I would always work out, but I was eating bad, so it wasn't really kind of just was a push. And it gets hard when you get close to 40. It's like your body's like, yeah, you're not Wolverine anymore. This totally. <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, I'm 6'5". At one point, I started getting up to like 250, and then so I, I was like, wait a minute. And I, I started you know, trying to work out even harder, and then the scale was just going up. And I'm like, maybe, the, maybe I'm just... This is what's going to happen. Maybe this is what happens with age. Like 300 <laughs> around the corner. Like maybe I should just give up. And then and then I, I, I saw something on television about diet. So I started changing that. And then things started happening in, in a positive way. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm basically 40. And if I do this, my career might be longer. Right. You mm-hmm. know. And so and then I got into it. And then the whole superhero thing became a thing like it became a genre and i was like i want to do that before i die so then it was extra motivation to stay in shape and get into shape and and then things worked out well that's good because i I always tell because i uh i mean my my physical stuff i started kind of getting into like when i was 32 33 Mm -hmm. And it was a, it was a similar but kind of like oh I don't want to hit fifty and then be like ah oh, fuck I better turn this <laughs> yeah, turn, <laughs> turn this boat around yeah, and then like, it, you know it's like it's not impossible it's hard to turn it yeah around. it's not impossible yeah, yeah. the radius gets bigger but yeah yeah, yeah the radius a longer turn <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so uh, and so I started you know and so you know when I when I say to people it's like it's not about um, it's not about how much you weigh but it's just about making positive healthy choices for yeah. yourself yeah. That and then you know, as a byproduct, you might slim down a little bit. But it's not. It's not about like you know. There's not. If 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 you're making healthy choices, then you tend to be a little bit happier. You mm-hmm. you tend to see the results you know throughout your life because you're really you're you're, you're basically embracing yourself when you do that. You're you're oh, treating yourself. Totally. And I and I do think that something happens in the world where. Think you know positive things do start to happen because you are appreciating yourself more. Oh, totally. I mean, it was almost like a, a second chapter career-wise once I started doing that. And, and I didn't want to do a diet. Like I didn't want to. I was trying to make changes that were like gonna stick. You know, yeah. diets don't work because you can't sustain them. And so, just trying to find a rhythm. And it's a lot of trial and error. Some people eat every two hours. I was like, no, I need to eat like three hours. Two is too quick. And and just finding the right balance and. um yeah, and certain jobs start coming my way, and and then thankfully my my family's adopted. So we, we have this thing where we're like six days a week we eat this kind of really good, healthy way, you know. Um, but that seventh day, which for us usually is Saturday, we call cheat day. Of course, yeah. and and it's great because because my daughter she's twelve and she loves it. But I hope that she'll carry it in her life that she'll sure. be healthy six days a week and then know that oh okay i can have a treat yeah. on that seventh day but we go crazy mm-hmm. on that seventh day like but then we, don't you kind of feel don't you need like a day to recover after you eat a lot you of shit you do you do because yeah. like, well it's great because in that sunday like i wake up and i'm just like oh let me just have like a little shake a little meal <laughs> yeah, yeah, shake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to like it's like a nosedive yeah. all day long <laughs> but that's but that's what happens is that, that your cheat days get not as crazy because you just feel like i can't you feel horrible yeah i can't process oh of my pizza goodness. tomorrow i just need to no. so so you actually it it almost kind of conditions you to yeah, yeah, yeah. To not but it's cool bad. because it doesn't like you know you have a craving 
you know, like, oh, I want pizza or I want this. And it's like, well, you don't go crazy because you know that, like, okay, I can have that at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's not like I can never have that again or whatever. Like, no, you can have that on, on that cheat day. But until we found our balance, I mean, I did some horrible things. I, 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 I mean, I remember at one point, I think I had like 10 brats in one day. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, like, and I was drinking old fashions all the way through it. Oh, right? nice. <laughs> Jesus. And then I topped it off with ice cream. Like, oh, then, like, I was in bed. Like, I was, I was sweating in bed. Because, like, like my, my body's like, what did you do to me? And it was, like, it was just rejecting it. Right? Yeah. I mean, I had like, a, bits of meat just coming out of your pores. Yeah. Of, just, like, yeah. a, just like a Play-Doh fun fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Your skin. Yeah, and so you kind of go, okay, don't do that again. Because it was, I, I couldn't sleep. I was just like, ah, oh, why did I do that? I was like rolling over. But and did everything. you notice when you started making these changes? Did you notice um, changes in in your in your attitude or your or, or just the way you viewed the world? Did it? Did you? Were you surprised? Like, oh, I think I feel mentally a bit better. I, I felt like my energy was more consistent because also, like, it changed. I didn't even set out to, for it to be this way, but it changed even my like sleeping habits because I would. I was that guy who would be up till three and four in the morning, and then at the same time, I'd like, look, don't call me before noon. Right. And mm-hmm. when I had to do life things before noon, because life, you know, happens, it would be painful. And then suddenly I started, like, I was going to bed at a better hour. I was getting, you know, more sleep. Like, it just really changed everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And when did, uh, how long ago was the process for Black Lightning? How long has this been percolating? It's been like, about a year. I mean, I, I, um, yeah, it was like probably, uh, yeah, about a year. I heard, heard they were writing a script, but I, you know, I had no idea what it was going to be about. I knew it was Black Lightning, but I didn't know the context and everything. And I, I've wanted to play a superhero forever. I used to watch, uh, you know, the uh, Super Friends. That's mm-hmm. like yeah. where I started the whole <laughs> the animated know. Super Friends. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd get up and I'd be right in front of that television, and it's like, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, using his aquatic telepathy. Totally. Yes. That's kind of why. And as much as I like Jason Momoa, it's it's sort of hard for me. Like my Aquaman is of Kendall types, the orange and the green. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's oh yeah. my god! So the Super Friends and you thought and there was Black Lightning was in Super Friends for like part of it, wasn't like, it? Well, they, like I, a I, second. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was Black Lightning. It was, oh, it was Black, it was Black Vulcan. Vulcan. Black yes, Vulcan. Yes, for a minute. But and Apache I, I, Chief and all they had yes, like a Apache second Chief. wave. Oh of, my god! Yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that was all we had back then. It wasn't right. like you didn't have a plethora. You got that. You got Christopher Reeve Superman, and it wasn't a genre. It was just kind of a thing. But when the genre started coming about, it was just like, oh, I want to play one before I die. But there's only a certain amount, right? And and then you know Luke Cage came and and I didn't get that. <laughs> did you audition for Luke? Cage? I did, I did. That was one. It was a really. It was interesting. I I did, and I had a friend of mine who was writing for it, and I had to go through this roller coaster ride because I I auditioned and he called me. He's like, dude, we saw your tape. You're amazing. Everybody was really talking about you in the room. So you think like this is gonna happen. Then I started reading little articles about these are the people who are up for it, and it wasn't me. Right. Mm. And then he calls me back, and he's like, "No, no, no! Don't believe everything you read." So I gave my hopes up again. And then a day later, he's like, "Yeah, it didn't work out." You should. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's very difficult. Like, never I never have a friend on a show. Well, you don't. You don't ever want. You never want someone to go. You're perfect for this. And you're yeah. like, don't yeah. say that. Yeah, they really like you. Don't, I, heard them I, I know. About it. No, you it get all those buzzwords, yeah. and so like yeah. that went away. And I'm like, okay. And then they weren't doing, you know, 
John Stewart at, at any point, uh, the, the Green Lantern. So, and then, uh, um, Black Panther that came in and I didn't audition for that at all. And, and, uh, <laughs> so you went DC. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I heard about this and I was like, cool. And then, and then when I read it, I was just like amazed. I mean, it was just, it was better than ev- everything. I watched know? the pilot. The yeah. show okay. is really fucking cool. Yeah. Thank you. It is Thank you. It's it's such really a great good. show. Yeah. Cause it really could, you know, um, the, the current slate, and you know, and I watch the current slate of uh, CW, DC uh, comic book shows. Yeah, you know, there's it's like Arrow is super broody and Flash is upbeat and kind of funny and, yeah. and snarky, and and so you know, when I saw that they were making Black Lantern, I'm like, I wonder how they're going to approach this. And it, but it's such a great, it's such a great take on it, mm-hmm. and it's such a human take on yeah. him too. Yeah. yeah, so it's like watching, and without giving anything away, but sort of watching what he's struggling with and watching. Why and I love that it doesn't start with the origin story. Yeah, yeah. I love that, that, was a cool that it move. starts nine years after he's given it up. Yes, yeah. yes, me too. Because otherwise, I, I probably would have <laughs> gotten yeah. a role. <laughs> no, but it, seriously, too. I mean, I it, you know when I saw he has daughters and he's you know he's my age and all these different things. It was uh, it was just a, a, a blessing, you know, and and it. It kind of put all the other things that I didn't get uh, off to the side. I'm like, this is even better. It's better suited for me, and and uh, I like the evolution of the genre. I mean, you can't, we can't keep doing the same things. You mm-hmm. can't keep saving the world. You can't keep fighting aliens, and you can't keep being campy. You know, and I just, uh, I kind of liken it to the TV version of Logan. Logan, right? You know, hey, that yeah. evolution, evolution of, of yeah. it um, is awesome. So, uh, yeah. How, and how many episodes did you guys do this year? So? We're going to do thirteen. We're we're in the middle of shooting ten right now. Episode right. ten right now. So we're kind of close to the end. Oh wow! So there's yeah. no way. I mean, this show is. There's no way it's not going to keep going because not to you know again not yeah. to, but but I feel like it's such a you know they've done such a great job with the DC universe on yeah. television. Yeah. And uh, and and I and and this really feels like a really cool important part of the show. Are they talking about? I mean, they must at some point be talking about crossover. Everybody's talking about crossover, uh, or at least more like fans are talking about crossover. We haven't really talked about it because, you know, logistically, all the other shows shoot in Vancouver, sure. um, which is why they can so easily cross over, and we're the only one in Atlanta. And and then on top of that, I mean, you know, you've seen the, the pilot. It's yeah. like the style is completely different it really than is, anything yeah. else. And so yeah. it, like, I think... If we crossed over, you know, if they came to our show, which I think that I'm cool with that because I don't want to make that long flight. Um, so, uh, so hopefully they come to our show and they'd have to kind of conform to our style. If we came over to the, you know, to the other shows, we'd have to conform to that style. And, um, you know, I think what we deal with on, on our show is much more macro. It's much more like, here's this neighborhood and mm-hmm. what are the ills of this neighborhood? Um, and we we haven't I, mean, I don't know I mean maybe down the line we'll get to that kind of macro you know dealing with we got to save the world but right now we're just a lot more like this is this community and and trying to deal with that and, right uh, so I don't know I say never say never but I think a crossover would happen maybe years down the line but yeah. you're right that would be a tricky like tonally wise like it having, would like those characters come into that world which is very grounded yeah it yeah. would be hard to to do and logistically I don't know how we would do it and. Um, we have a uh, we have a director uh, we had a director last episode who's worked on the other shows and she said you know she said look those crossovers destroy those actors <laughs> well, like, they, just, it's just logistically it's so hard well also they I mean it's it is 
because I, I have friends on a couple of those shows, and it is like best case, worst case scenario. Where it's like best case scenario, you're on a hit show. Worst case scenario, you work almost every week of the year, <laughs> yeah. and it's not like a nine to five job. It's no. like you know, one night you might yeah. be working from six p.m. to six a.m. Oh yeah, and it, it, you know, so it is. It's a, it's you know, it's. I mean, obviously, it's you're not. It's it's not like you're out building a bridge across a, ca- a chasm, but it is. But it's it is emotionally intense work when when oh, you yeah. never get a break. Oh, Buddha yeah. says all pain is equal, so it's like across the board. Well, I'll make sure and uh, yeah. remind them. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Yeah. A lot better. <laughs> it, 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 it's a whole level of like it just never stops. You're virtually playing like I was like I I, I need to get paid more because I'm paying playing like two people. Right. You know, you're playing two characters. As a matter of fact, like I remember our first schedule. Uh, for episode one, I was looking at it and I was like, "Oh, I'm I, oh I have some days off." I, I didn't expect to have any days off, and then I realized I was like, "Oh no!" Our schedule separated into like Jefferson Pierce, Black Lightning. So I was just looking at Jefferson Pierce. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh!" So Jefferson's off those days, but Black oh. Lightning's working on those days, and so it was like it amounted to like you have no days off. <laughs> so and who's then, playing Black Lightning? Yeah, yeah. Who's that? Oh, is that? Is that oh, so that, I'm doing both yeah, of those, right? Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I gotta put on that rubber suit. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. The so some days it's physical. Sometimes it's emotional. Yeah, which yeah. is it's honestly it's fun. I mean, because some days like I'm living this childhood dream of like I'm, I'm on wires and I'm like flying right, and I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. And then some days I'm just playing dad, and I've got like scenes with my daughters just talking about sex for the first time, or you know they're they're being cyberbullied and things like that. So I get to do everything, and we do a lot of nights. We're we're outside because you know the suit looks good at night. The suit yeah, looks yeah, really yeah, good at fact. night. Yeah, yeah. yeah the doesn't lightning look, reads look, better yeah. at night. It doesn't work at all. <laughs> also, he's night. a principal during the day, so yep. what's he got to? Yeah. You know? There's no crime during the day. There's it's only no, at night. <laughs> no crime statistics show. <laughs> it's only when the sun. All the yes. The, the 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 activity, the criminal activity, really is very nocturnal. It, yeah. it sleeps during the day so yes. that it can yeah. there can be crime. You see people waiting to commit, or they're looking at their watch and come on, come on, I yeah. can't commit this crime. Well, it's, it's like almost start. like going back to the blade thing. They're like vampires. You're like waiting for the sun and going now. Yeah, go. Yeah. Okay, go <laughs> and jump. Yeah. I loved Blade. I loved that movie. Yeah. It still yeah. holds up. Yeah, the first Blade. Oh, totally does. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. one of the few superhero movies. Of the 90s that I really think still holds up. Oh, yeah. Because I think it was 99, maybe? 98, yeah, 99? For one, for yeah, for Blade 1. Yeah, for Blade 1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I still, like, if I see it, I'm like, ah. And, and the, 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 the kick-ass soundtrack, like, when he'd start kicking ass and the music would just start kicking, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that opening scene when they're, in the, when they're, like, in the meat locker where there's a rave. Yes. And oh, then yeah. he just kicks the shit out of everyone yes, and there's the DJ in the blood rain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's such a great... Yeah. That movie's so great. Awesome. I saw that as a double feature to, at a drive-in movie theater with, oh. uh, with Wedding Singer. That was, no way! That was the thing Seriously? that came up. Yeah. It was Wedding that's Singer amazing. Blade. Yeah. Now, did you stay afterwards and watch it as they restarted? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what were we getting? We were, you know, I was, yeah, I was yeah, young, yeah. so it's like we just hung out there all night yeah, and watched yeah, it yeah. again. The, I, oh, the drive-in! I remember that. I, remember, I saw Purple Rain at the drive-in with what? my mother nice. when it came when Purple Rain came out. Yes, when it came out, and we both like. I loved I loved drive-ins where like because you would go if you you know and then they would just start the movie over again. Mm-hmm. And so if you really liked the movie, you would just sit there and watch. Yeah, it. Yeah, no one's coming to check the cars and say you got to move on yeah, out yeah, of yeah. here. Yeah, and and we were all fine with listening to a sound system that was basically <laughs> a CB radio. <laughs> Just like a tiny squawk box. Yeah. They, event, they eventually did it where you could tune to a station. Tune to your radio yeah, still. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 Purple Rain is Purple Rain to me is such a fascinating the disparity between 
the soundtrack and the movie. You know, it's like the movie, I don't remember the movie. I haven't seen the movie in years, but I remember the movie being amazing. But the soundtrack is literally one of the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. One of the greatest soundtrack. We just had to, um, we just did a promo for uh, this NBC shows. And Spike Lee directed like all of the NBC talent singing "Let's Go Crazy." No way! Wow! Over and 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 over again. I'm still legitimately sore from jumping around, from going crazy. Yeah, from from going crazy. But it is. But that soundtrack is. And I hadn't really. Did you know the lyrics? Do you remember? Do you know? Do you know the lyrics to "Let's Go Crazy"? Yes, some of it. What is it? If you don't like the world you're living in. Take a look around. Well, yes, but there's one lyric that I never knew, and I just, for some reason, never questioned it until we did it the other day. Let's see. So, uh, are we are we going to let the elevator break us? Oh no, let's go, let's go crazy, let's get in a, uh, look looking for looking for the purple banana till they put us in the truck. <laughs> looking looking for the purple banana till they put us. What is what is that? that that's, is purple uh, banana a, a reference to maybe a drug reference? Is it a drug reference uh, yeah, or yeah. is it a wiener reference or like what is a purple what is Ooh. a purple banana? And there are purple bananas; they do exist. And yeah. wait, there are. By the way, I feel wait, like someone's fucking there? aunt going. What is this music? <laughs> yeah. Wait, there's What's the purple, purple banana. What's the purple, What's purple banana? You but, kids. But it was also <laughs> you kids are crazy. But it was also poignant because uh, there's a lot of reference. To the elevator, and I think Prince died in his elevator. Did he really? Is that he not was, true? Uh, he was on. He was trying to get downstairs, right? Was that? And the... um, and and there are references in the song where he says, "Doctor, everything's going to be all right," which is basically just the doctor who's prescribing. Jesus. To, so there's that's there's like some, some very creepy, almost prophetic, yeah, uh, fucking a. tales in in a song that's otherwise super upbeat. Yeah, and you're flailing around and talks about yeah, yeah, yeah. purple bananas. And uh, wow! Now, pr- if Prince had choked that. on a purple banana, I would say like something is fucking. Hold crazy. the drink. Yeah. Hold hold the phone. <laughs> I remember all the clues were right there. I remember th- like Purple Rain. I thought it was such a cool movie. And then I went to like Minneapolis for the first time. I was like, this is where this takes place. It's like it's like Minneapolis did not seem as cool as the movie. There, as the movie made did it. Did you go to, to Lake? Me. What is it? Lake Minnetonka? Minnetonka. Is that a real lake? Yeah, it's a real lake. Oh wow! Yeah. I heard. I heard like one time Prince came out in front of his house and just jammed for a bit and so for years people would just go wait out in front of his house like maybe today's the day where he's Jeez. gonna well he would do these weird impromptu like concerts yeah at like parties i remember a friend of mine who did catering and he was like he texted me at one point and he's like dude i'm, I'm doing this like party and prince is like jamming out i'm like wait what and yeah he would just i don't know how he would do a house party and then just like jam so he got to, got to be there it it really see him, yeah. see him play. it really does. I mean, it's it's sad to think that <clears throat> that's that a guy would have had problems that no one knew about that could keep. I mean, it's ju- it just shows you how insidious addiction can be. Mm. That mm-hmm. that people can get to a place where they're able to hide it, mm-hmm. and everyone thinks, oh, that person's fine, and it just becomes a part of their. You know, it's like. When you talk about changing your diet, your body really can adjust to anything. Sooner or later, it'll yeah. catch up. Yeah. But the idea that your body could adjust to just sort of like regular, regular drug yeah. addiction and be functioning and seem like, oh, well, he does these concerts and he's amazing and he seems fine. Oh, and totally. Seen, and then all of a sudden, I mean, maybe people on the inside knew, but to the public, everyone's like, 
What? I thought he was. I thought he was a health guy. I didn't. Yeah. I thought he. How could he? Oh, totally, totally. Well, I mean, honestly, like full disclosure, there was like a period of time where, for about twenty years, I smoked marijuana like every two hours. Oh, every two. Literally every so, two so, hours. So, you're, so instead of so, instead of eating every couple hours, you're I was smoking every hour, yeah. and then I'd eat like a lot. And, 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 yeah. Does it bother you now that it's legal and you're like, fuck? Well, not for me because I just it was just something I never could stop. It was really hard for me to like actually stop stop. And so I know from that the and and like I my body like it, it kind of like when your body gets used to something. Sure. Like my body went through like a withdrawal. You hmm. know, when I said, "Okay, I got to stop this." What made you decide? Just because I because it was all these I went through years of just like, you know, I would smoke and then and and be like, "Oh, okay, I can I can stop." And just discovered like, I'm not stopping and I can't seem to stop. And yeah. and so it just it just took a while to finally just go, "Okay, this I have to stop this and I have to like I just had to. Even you know? when you were doing gigs or an auditioning? Yeah. Just be like, I, because I became, it was functional. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it was just like, and, and it's funny because people who know me now, I was, I was talking to my uh, uh, stunt coordinator, uh, I think probably a couple months ago. When I told him, he was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, dude. I mean, I was like, I, I would be like in a trailer and I would just blow it out of the, out of the air vent and I'd put the drops in and like, like nobody knew. Because also like, it was like, it wasn't even doing anything. I was like, it was just kind of my body needed it, you know, but I had built up like such a crazy tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then, you know, I think I kind of knew that I had an issue when at one point I stopped for like probably six months and I was hanging out with some friends who like smoked on a regular basis. were playing poker and, and they pass it around and, and my body hadn't had it for like six months. So I was like, I they pass it around and I, I was just blazed. I was just yeah. like, whoa. And I was kind of like, wow, I'm good. Like, I won't need that for the rest of the night. And literally two hours later, I'm the one going, hey, bring that back out again. Right? Oh, wow. While the rest of them were like, they were good. And then, of course, they and I was like, okay. So this is just something in my chemistry that this is the thing I can't handle. Like, I can't put it down. And yeah. so... Yeah, but I remember it was a very uncomfortable feeling to like let it go. Like I, I was clammy. I couldn't eat for weeks. I couldn't sleep for weeks. Like my body was going through something. You were incredibly bored. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and nothing was vivid anymore. <laughs> um, it was all yeah. these shows I thought I liked. I'm like that's like Anchorman wasn't funny anymore. <laughs> oh, totally. It's still funny. It's like, it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it but is. I, but did you um, did you go through a program or did you just for did you did you do it alone or did you have a support group? How did you do it? I mean, I just did it. I did it alone. I mean, I mean, you know, spiritually, I was not alone. But I mean, physically, I didn't do like. AA or anything like that. It was kind of, you know, it was kind of weird. Like once I kind of really decided I needed to do it, there was a show, I think it's still on, but there was a show called Intervention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On uh, A&E. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so I just started watching it like literally every single day. And it was, it, and they never deal with like marijuana. It was always like people are like heroin addicts. They've done shopping, gambling addicts, yeah. all these different things. But the thing is, is like, like I remember seeing uh, a show about a heroin addict and going through the whole process and I could identify with all of it, like every single thing, like even the moment when he was like about to go off to uh, rehab and he's in the car driving to the airport to go to rehab and he's smoking his mind out, like just, just trying to get as much heroin in as he could before he went. And I remember like there were plenty of nights when I was like, tomorrow I'm done. 
and I would smoke all night long, like to the point of getting like like just nauseous. And of course, the next day I'd be right back at it again. Yeah. And so I just kind of saw like addiction, like kind of the the steps and the and what it does. It's it's kind of universal. And I was just like, that's just like me. And um, I just kept watching that to kind of remind me of of like that's where you could end up, and that's you know you have to take this seriously. And it was a day by day process. And I had a friend of mine who's actually, he's like recovering alcoholic and he's done the AA and he's read the book and all that stuff. And when I described my process, he was like, Hey, have you ever been to a, I'm like, no, he's like, have you read the book? Cause they call it the book. It's like, right. the book. I'm like, no. And he's like, cause what you're doing and how you describe it is in there. And I'm like, this is just what I came to after 20 plus years of doing this. Right. You know, and a lot of trial and error and uh, a lot of like throwing out bags of weed and then, digging in the trash the next morning, you know, and, and it was just, it was just my, and, and everything else. Like, I, I mean, I know other people who are addicts who like can't do anything. I'm blessed with, I, I can drink. I can do like no, nothing else ever stuck with me like that. It was never anything where I was like, I got to have that. I mean, I've done a lot of things and nothing but that. And so I was just like, okay, so I can't have this. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's that you one. Know? Like you said, it's just your physical makeup. Is that, yeah. that that's the yeah. thing it likes. Yeah. yeah. I've been sober for a long time, and uh, and but for me it was alcohol. But it's yeah. it, but it's that same thing where you, it's you, you know you, you part part of being able to to stay sober is sort of recognizing <clears throat> that you, you respect the power of what that thing has over yes. you because you know yeah. Just very much, almost exactly like what you said, where when you had that first hit back two hours later, you're like, "Let's do this again." Yeah, you, you know, pick up right where you left. If off. you started yeah. to, if you started today, you'd be back on the two hour exactly. cycle in no time. Like in no time, and I know, and I know that. Like after a lot of years of trial and error, I'm like, okay, and just studying addiction, I'm like, okay, so this is, yeah, I will, I would be right back there, and. And even like I, I know when my anniversary of sobriety is, you know, I've, I've, I'm up like to 10 years now, but I don't linger on it because right. like I don't want to, I just kind of, I, I acknowledge it when I get around to it um, because I don't ever want to get cocky. I never want to get to this point of like, I got this because I'm like, no, I don't ever got this. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how do you manage? Because there, there's sort of the, that's a good news, bad news situation where it's, you know, when you're not, because I don't think people realize that. Even the even small little choices that they don't realize are choices in their lives mm-hmm. have profound effects over time. Yeah, and so it, you know when you're dulling your senses, it, there's probably a lot of anxiety management or just, yeah. just avoidance of responsibility or not wanting to deal with shit. Yeah, and so the good news, bad news is. The good news, you get your focus back. You can really focus. But the bad news is, is you get your focus back. <laughs> yes, so, yes, yes. And you so, got to deal now. So now you have to deal with <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah. when you're obsessing on things or you're focusing yeah. on things. And so what, what? what is it that, you know, how did you, was, was it exercise that helped you manage some of that? Or was it, or what was it that helped you kind of push through it was, some of those moments? It was kind of, you know, I didn't set out to, for it to be this way, but it's kind of right at the time when I finally started to quit, I was also in therapy. Uh-huh. Huh? And and I was in therapy just because it was not not really because of that. It was interesting. I was in therapy because there's like a real traumatic thing was happening in my life, and everybody was like, "You can't handle this alone." And I had enough people telling me that, and then a friend of mine just recommended a therapist. So I started going because I was like in a real crisis moment that had nothing to do with my addiction, mm-hmm. but in the midst of that, like I got through the crisis, and I just kept going to therapy, and I just kept talking about then like getting into my own stuff. And so once I was doing that, I that was kind of right around there is when I really kind of turned the corner and just continued 
in therapy for years. Um, I'm a big proponent of therapy. Like, yeah. um, so I think that's it was kind of simultaneous, but it was weird. It was never like I never set out that way, but it just that's how it. I I think I started to deal with like myself once I once I could get out of the crisis, then I could like okay now let's start dealing with your you know past and wounds and this and that and and um yeah and and then once you got some clarity you know what i mean it's like i was uh living in like literally a cloud for years it was like that was kind of the one of the greatest things is like getting clean and and like seeing things so that when i you know when i saw something i thought was beautiful or when i saw something that i thought was funny or you know that i could go oh that's real like i'm really that is really beautiful yes. that is really yeah. funny you're really experiencing yeah it. as it's opposed not, to like a not, haze yeah, yeah it's not dampened or heightened in any way yes yeah it's yeah. real yeah and when i it had been like 20 years since i had like experienced that so you almost have to relearn you almost have to learn because it does arrest your development yes. your emotional development yeah. you almost have to relearn how to or learn for the first time depending on how long you know you were addicted to something yeah it how to deal with things because it's you almost have this kind of like baby mind where you're like oh, wow that's amazing or wow that really hurts you know <laughs> totally and, and how yeah. do you you know and you do adapt pretty quickly but there is a learning curve oh totally i mean i and i'm really thankful that it like you know it's for me it started like in the latter like kind of like 20s mid 20s as i mean you know sometimes you know people their addiction starts in their teens and then you talk about that arrested development i mean there's a lot of development in those teen years that that uh that happen or needs to happen so i i mean i was an adult when it when it happened it was kind of a catch-up that had to happen but I, I would have hated if it had started when I was like a teenager. Yeah. And so what without obviously without asking you to go into detail, but yeah. having gone through this trauma and having gone through the addiction, um, what's something that you would say to people who might find themselves in the middle of trauma or might find themselves in a place where they feel like they're in an insurmountable place with their addiction? What did, what did you learn I'm coming sitting through right it? here, Chris. <laughs> This is all an intervention. The whole We've podcast come here for a reason. Oh yeah. no! Black lighting. We had. To... <laughs> Cress is going to pin you down because he's your size, and he's going to start shocking you in the earlobe until you. We're going to give you. He's going to give you shock therapy. Shock therapy. Yeah. New, yeah. Literal, new technique. Literal shock on the next therapy. episode of Black Lightning. But... <laughs> on a very special. On a very special episode yes, of Black Lightning. Very special... <laughs> <laughs> Was that must see TV special episode? The yeah. 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 Special episode. But um, but uh, what is it? You know, what what's something that you would say to people who are who are going through this? That now that you're on the other side of it. I mean, I would say you know not to do it alone, and I would definitely say you know to find uh, like a therapist or a counselor that you can that you can talk to because um, and to find the right fit. Like if it's if it feels awkward or weird, the you know then that may not be the right fit. I mean, that was one thing that. I, it took me a while to realize, like, uh, <laughs> when I was uh, dating a girl years before I'd ever gotten, you know, like, sober, uh, she was like, oh, you should go see a therapist. And she recommended a therapist. And I, it was – and initially it was okay. It was, like, it was like a therapist who, like, didn't say anything. Like, would literally just, just let you talk and had no opinion. Like, did, she didn't share an opinion, didn't share a thought about, oh, you should try this or you should do this. Yeah. And it was kind of cool, like – 
for a, a few weeks because it was kind of cool. Like, where else can you go and just sit and talk about yourself for an hour? Yeah. But it's in podcast. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should charge. You should get, make some money. <laughs> Lay out a couch. I'm saying that would be great. great. Idea. Yeah, lots of tissue. Um, <laughs> but and then initially, then but then after a while, it was just like okay this is not really going anywhere and she's not really offering me anything. And so I just kind of, you know, went away from that. And it wasn't until like later that when I, you know, met another therapist and who was, became my therapist, like that I realized it was different schools of thought and, and on how to do therapy and you have to find your fit, you know? And so I found mine. So I would just say to, to not do it alone, to not feel like you can white knuckle it alone. And, and when you start down that road, you do have to, um, you know, dig in because you, you you don't just kind of accidentally become addicted. There are reasons sure. it's coping. You're coping, uh, you know, for something, um, and it's kind of deep rooted. And it may be painful, but it's also really great on the other side. Right. And that's another thing is as it you know as it feels uncomfortable and painful that uh, if you can kind of see the other side of it, it's so much better on the other side. You know, and it's. And it's great for for life because having had having gone through that experience, when I'm going through tough times, I know the other side is greater because I've had this that experience. Right. So some yeah. of that comes with age and wisdom and experience <laughs> and time. But but yeah. that's an excellent point about about finding a therapist that works for you because I think some sometimes people might. It's sort of like you wouldn't go. You wouldn't just walk into one concert. And go, well, I didn't like this music, so I'm never, never going to a concert yeah, yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 no. A, a, one therapist does not represent all right. therapy. Yeah. Not everyone, you know, it's everything's a relationship. So, yeah. you know, g- try people until you connect with someone. Yeah. You know, like yeah. really, it's okay. If there's nothing wrong with you if you have to go through five people. Totally. It's just, yeah. it's just about finding the yeah, right Yeah, you got to find the right fit. Yeah, that, yeah. that speaks to you. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm curious, and, and, and you please feel free to slap the shit out of me if this is a nice <laughs> question. But I agree. You know, when I was talking... Talking, um, uh, I was talking to Jordan Peele about uh, uh, you know when Get Out came out, yeah. and he brought he said this really interesting and and great idea that you know there are only, there are certain stories that only black directors can tell, mm, mm-hmm. and so in sort of talking about Get Out and you know saying to him like you know what can you know what can white people do to not be the obnoxious you know people who think they're and he said if you meet a black person and the first thing you say to them is something about race you should think about that yeah (laughs) that's an excellent that's an excellent point but here you are in a show called black lightning based on a comic that came out in the mid 70s at a time when the lines between celebrating black culture and black exploitation were a little blurred yeah um yeah so Obviously, people are going to be asking you a lot about the race of the show, and because its name is Black Lightning, right? Of so, course. have you been mentally prepared for that, or what are you? What are you? How are you processing that, or what are you saying, or what you know? What would you like to say, in you know, to people who only want to talk about that part of the show? Because it, there's so much more. It's it's such a beautiful piece about about culture and responsibility and standing up for what's right that, you know, but how, how do you, how do you view that? I mean, it's, it's kind of like just getting into that issue, talking about, you know, what they want to talk about and going and then like, yeah, but right. Yeah. But there is more. Yeah. But it's, it's universal, you know, that it's, uh, it is about family and, and the social issues that everybody's, you know, that is are on everyone's mind. It's a, it's, uh, it's, it's a yeah, but, and, and I, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, 
I'm kind of a laid back guy, and at least everybody tells me I'm a laid back guy, and I think I'm a. Laid, I, I, I wonder if am I a laid back guy in by nature, or if that's just a byproduct of all the weed I smoke. But <laughs> well, I, I do actually wonder that yeah. at times. I'm like, was, I, la- was I laid back before that, or <laughs> you're <laughs> too I big to be now? an angry guy? Oh it's yeah, good that yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, an angry guy. No, yeah. no, no, no. And so it's just kind of a yeah, but I mean, because I acknowledge the you know the elephant in the room, and yeah, he it is called Black Lightning, and and you know it was he. Uh, uh, I think Tony Isabella, who created it, said, you know, he uh, had the character. I think it's even in a comic where he, he says, yeah, I named myself Black Lightning because I wanted the bad guys to know who they're dealing with. Sure. Um, so it's purposeful. So it's like I, I'm not going to ignore the purpose, but then just also expand on what it really is. Right. You know, and that it is more than that. And, you know, we're doing a new thing. It's 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 uh, not just because it's about a, a black superhero, but also just in the way that we're telling the story, it's new. And anytime something's new, you know, people kind of have to see it. Once they see it, then they're like, "Oh, yeah," you know. But when you're kind of introducing something new, explaining it is uh, challenging. Right. People just they have to see it. I think they re- and I, I really I do hope people see it because yeah. It's just such a fucking cool show. It's just Thank a cool you. show. It's Thank like you. it's very it's it's like an adult superhero show. Yeah, like, it really is yeah, an yeah, adult yeah. superhero yeah. show. And the, and it's like there's a you know not to give too much away, but you know the the you know, the daughter your, your daughter in the show is like 16 years old. Yeah, she sneaks out to a club. She's smoking weed. Yeah, she's about to hook up with a guy. Like it's it's there's there's nothing about it where you're like oh that you know you a lot of times when you're watching a TV show there's a little bit of a forgiveness curve. You're like well right. it's a TV show they can't right. really show. But there's stuff in the show you're like, yeah, I think that's kind of what uh, that's what kids that's the kind yeah, of shit they do. do. Well, exactly, and and that's the thing, you know. It's it's and it's but it's universal. You know what I mean? It's like at 16, everybody everybody's 16 year old is is pushing boundaries, and and they probably have to deal with some of that, um, you know. And so I think that's why it's yeah, it's we happen to be black, but the but the the issues that we're dealing with, some of them are unique to being black. I mean, just being in the community that the the, the show is based on. But but a lot of it, you know, we have an episode down the line when uh, our daughter's dealing with cyberbullying that's everywhere of course you know and and we have an episode i think it's episode three where she you know uh announces she's ready to have sex and we have to deal with that that's everywhere that's universal and so i think people will uh really in, enjoy that yeah it, it is it, it's the, the show really is a human story where the lead human happens to be a superhero yes yeah it's just like sprinkled on top happens to be a superhero but it's still really cool and the and the the effects are really cool and the power is is really cool yeah yeah and also and again this isn't giving anything away but also really fucked up in the sense that he's (laughs) if he gets cut he gets cut like there's yeah like he's just like those shots of him in the shower just with blood gushing out into the drain yeah 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 that's a great element too because it 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 really it, it's another way that sort of physically represents his humanity and what yes. he's giving up and what he's sacrificing yes. and why it is not fun to 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 be this to to embrace that power yeah and as it as the story picks up why he's he's put it down for nine years why he walked away you know um, totally yeah and and uh, I think you know my daughter is twelve and and. She's gonna watch it. She watched the the first episode with me, and which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wanna, I can't wait for more. Does she like superhero more. stuff? What she interested? yeah, she does. She she went through this like comics. She's in, kind of in the comics, uh, but they're kind of like girly comics. But she still loves superhero stuff. Yeah. Um. She's she's getting older, and she's become you know she's twelve going on twenty five. Do you give so, her a cell phone? Do you give a twelve year old a cell phone? 
I did. I was going to wait till she was 13. Yeah. Um, but I, but she turns 13 in March. And got so it. we got her one like right around Christmas and, okay. and finagling and, and working out that. It's great though, because at least it's like, it's currency. So she got it taken away like last week for like, <laughs> for like a week. And, and so you have power at least again. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to take that cell phone away if you don't, if you don't, you know. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll straighten up. And all that. For me, so. it was an Atari game system. Oh. I was like, no Atari. I'm like, oh, whatever you want. Yep. You know? I got it. I got it. I'm going to control but i mean it's you know how are you how are you managing i think one of the most terrifying things would be to be a parent of a teenager right now because of how easy it is for kids to be exposed to horrible things horrible people people with bad intentions just being you know sort of seduced down the paths of uh, you know, bad behavior because it just, it's so easy with a cell phone to connect oh, yeah. to people. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I agonized over it for a long time and then I found a, it was like a really cool app. And there's a couple of cool apps out there that allow you to control the, the kind of the activity on the cell phone. Yeah. Um, I feel like they figure out a way. I feel like that. I feel like kids are too smart. <laughs> they know. I mean, I remember how being to, like, a kid. Jailbreak it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'll figure out how to jailbreak it. Your daughter might become a hacker just to figure out how to yeah. break. You're not making me feel better. I know. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. She's distressed. in Atlanta right now. Yeah, I'm all yeah, over I'm here. I'm like, wait, what's going on? I'm stressed for you. I'm yeah. stressed for you. But we. I mean, you know, and yeah. Uh, um, we really kind of regulated it, and um, and we've already decided that you know no social media until she's probably eighteen. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> nice. it's really well. No, it was really interesting. I saw this this thing. I don't know if it was like a TED talk or something. Some guy talking about millennials and all this stuff, and he said that like you know the addiction that goes on with social media. It's like like physiologically, it's similar to you know. Uh, the addiction to cigarettes and addiction to alcohol, and he's like, it, what goes on physiologically is is the same. And he says, so so here we have, you know, you can't drink till you're 21, you can't have cigarettes until you're a certain age, but we just like we don't have that restriction on social media. And I, it just really opened my eyes. And I, I gotta admit, I'm addicted to my phone. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's like I just just find myself if i'm watching a show on television that i'm only moderately interested in rather than finding something i'm really really interested in i'll kind of have watch and i'll be on my phone i mean yeah. I, and so we just kind of decided we, we we were like we're gonna draw this hard line like yeah she has a phone and yeah she can do certain things but like the social media we're gonna wait and i know she's she's not happy about it but yeah i wonder it's it's gonna be interesting to see how it uh, how her social life will differ from some of her friends. Like finding yeah. out about party. It's a. I got off of Facebook, and I even recently just locked myself out of my own Twitter. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> on purpose or by accident? On purpose. Okay. On purpose. Right. Like me and my friend. Like it was kind of like a near thing. We're just like let's give each other our passwords, change our passwords. So if we need to get yeah. back in, we will. Oh wow! But it's uh. So I have Instagram, which I like because it's more creative. I like taking pictures. So it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. kind of that community, but. It's a, it's, it's a weird, it's isolating. Like it's yeah. a, I'll be on Instagram and I'll see a party with like a lot of people I know and I'll be like, Oh, it's a, what's going on over there. And it's like, it was a, there was a Facebook invite. Oh, we never found out about it. Yeah. Like, you know, news I'm like, or like goofing off with friends. Like you can do that with Twitter. You yeah. can hang out so easily on Twitter. Now that's gone. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting thing how it's, um, it feels like I'm just going back to the way things were before social media, but yeah. it's actually. But every, I went back, and everyone already is already back in the social media area. Yeah, yeah. So that's I'm interested to see what happens with like if more parents start to do that, which I think they should. I, th- I mean, I think they might. I mean, I think we might see like a, a move away from it. You know, I got off so- social media years ago, like all of it, um, 
for until this show came out. Um, just because it, it just it didn't feel natural to me. Yeah. Um, and not that I thought it was bad. It was just it didn't come natural to me. It just didn't feel like who I was. And I started peeling it away, like I peeled away Instagram and Twitter and then and Facebook, and I was just like. Physically, I almost felt better. I was like, "Wow, there I am." That's that's yeah. this is you know, and I didn't miss it at all. And and then I got back on it for the show, and and um, uh, people are like, "How are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, it still doesn't feel natural to me, and I'll I'll do it, but it, it just, you know, I'm I'm an old guy, an older guy, <laughs> and I just remember when none of that existed, you know. And so, and then being a parent today, it's like it's a balance, a balance between. Like, I can't just go backwards. I can't just be like, you can't have a phone. I never had a phone when I was a kid. Right. And, you know, here, here's a giant, you know, rotary phone. Carry that around. You know what I mean? I can't do that. Here's a block of wood and a knife. You want to do something? Whittle. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I that's did. That's what I did. Yeah. Give her, give her an old Atari. You go, that's what you get. That's yeah, all yeah, you get. Yeah. You know, I can't. But at the same time, like, I do. So my wife and I, we try to just balance it out and go, okay, what, as far as how we grew up is right and, and, um, what is do we have to just get over as far as this is the way it is? But you can't, I think, you know, trying to shut out uh, the present and, and and all the technology or um, just going full bore. No, neither one of those are the answer. You got to kind of find that middle ground. And yeah. I think, I don't know, I would hope that I know a lot of our, uh, parents of my daughter are, are really, you know, on board. They're like, wow, you know, and maybe it gives them kind of the ammunition to to do it with their kids so yeah so uh you're in week 10 right now of a 13 episode order black yeah. lightning premieres on the 16th is that yeah, right tomorrow tomorrow yeah the 16th when's this going up katie uh, this is going up soon because the show this goes yeah. up next, week. next week okay this okay. goes up next week got it is there any in any episode a reference to the old saturday night live sketch with sinbad where he shows up <laughs> to superman's funeral as black lightning and no one knows who he is i you did not know that? that no oh, yeah. i didn't oh, see God. that you've just unlocked like a vague like an, a memory in an attic somewhere in the back of my brain. Oh, my goodness. There's I like two, look at that. Gonna, there's two like comic book funeral like sketches in like yeah. the Pantheon of Saturday Night Live. One was like an old one with like the original cast, like Jim Belushi as Hulk and stuff like that. But there's another one when Sinbad hosted once and like at some funeral and he shows up at a party or something like that, but like no one knows who he is. And he's like, it's like, I'm Black Lightning. Like, what <laughs> no. you, like I'm your friend. I'm Black Lightning. Oh like, my goodness. Yeah. I hope that, I gotta find that. I hope yeah, it's on yeah. YouTube. We'll I try to look that. it up. It's probably in the SNL app. There's, oh, that's right. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, SNL yeah. app has this catalog. They have their own app? There's an app and it's a catalog of every sketch. So if you just want to look up like, I don't know, like uh, Joe Piscopo, it'll bring up the Joe Piscopo sketches. Or if you want to just look up one sketch, you can put up, you know, Gumby, and it'll bring up Eddie Murphy's Gumby. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, it's all an right. incredible archive That's of all in my future. SNL sketches. That's in yeah, my it's, future. It's probably in there somewhere. So yeah. what do you get to do for the rest of your... Are, are you just doing all press? You must be doing all press this week. Uh, yeah, well, not really all week. I mean, I'm actually... I'm flying on a, a red eye uh, tonight because I'm working tomorrow. I mean, we're still mm. in the midst of shooting... Yeah, Ooh, that hurts. Yeah. Ooh. Just flying east on a red eye, then you but pretty much are going to get a few hours. As far east as New York, a red eye to Atlanta is you. It's still like three o'clock in the morning it's your still, time yeah. when you get oh, there. Man, you it's know, painful. Like yeah. Six a.m. It's it's painful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in D.C. Uh, over the weekend. Uh, we premiered the show in D.C. over the weekend, and then came here, and then uh, out on a red eye tonight. So doing some press, yeah, and then out and. Um, I'll probably do some more later. 
It's just never stops. I know yeah. it doesn't, but it's you know it's it's the sort of the beautiful part of the. You always have to remind yourself, like, oh yeah, wait, this is what I was trying to do. Yeah, I yeah. chose to do this. Yeah, like, you have yes, to remember yes. that this yeah. is you know. I just look at pictures on my billboard and then I feel better. And then yeah. you, you, you feel like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that's a, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't get addicted to that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like remember when I used to have billboards? Your old dad. I used to have billboards. Yeah. Hey. Respect me, respect me. <laughs> I'm black lady. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me? Well, I hope you come back on. I mean, you're just an such a nice guy. Oh, thank oh my you. god, it makes me so happy. I love it. You know, I love it when I discover a new show. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that guy's really nice too. Oh, you know, man, thank so, you so much. I am thank now. You. I'm a double fan of your show, and I have to say, they sent us the first two episodes, so cool. I watched the pilot. Okay, so I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch uh, 102 because something happens at the end of the pilot where you. To go, oh, okay. You know, yeah. It's a, there's, a, there's a reveal. I know exactly what you're talking and about. So, it, did you watch both episodes? Just watch yes. the first episode. No, yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, so oh, you watched two? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. something cool, really cool happened in two that, too, that uh, when I actually, when I read it uh, on the plane, uh, it like made me gasp because it just kind of. It, 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 it's just a, a certain action that was like, oh, we're we're really real. Like, yeah, if you, if you know what I'm talking. Yes, no, it's talking a, that's the thing. Was I liked about the show is just how it. It's like it's it's a legit real. It's like a it's a full it's a well rounded show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, and who doesn't love James Remar? Yes, exactly. Oh my god, god he's guy. one of my favorite god, human so beings. Good. He's such. I a like nice that guy. when he showed up. I was like, all right. <laughs> he's, oh man, he's such a nice guy. He's so cool. I'm like, I just I. Every time I see him, I just hug him. I'm like, I love you, man. Because he, he is. He's such a good actor. And he's like, a, just, he's, he still loves acting, like, so much. And then on top of that, he's just such a lovely human being. You That's know? cool. We were, we were in, uh, in D.C. and they premiered. We did, like, a Q&A. And Orlando Jones, like, yeah. like hosted the Q&A. And for some reason, like, every time he said my name early on, he would say, Crease. He's like, Chris, so don't tell me. And I was kind of, you know, you're sitting there in front of a bunch of people and just kind of like, um. <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm like, what, I, what should I say? Something like and, then, and then he asked James a question and James is just like, when I work with Cress. And, oh, and, nice. like, and he just always, he's always looking out for me. He's just such a good guy. He, well, yeah. Erlanda. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was about to do that. Like that popped in my head, but yeah. then like the thing ended. We were. Do you, remember, do you remember James Remar from Forty Eight Hours? Yes, that's the first. Fucking that's the first great thing. Yeah. In there. You know when he gets shot. When, I remember that when he's like, he's like push, when he gets shot. Like, I got shot. I got shot. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Banks is in that too from Better Call Saul. That's right. Jonathan, yeah, yeah. But Jonathan Banks is the cop that Gans shoots at the beginning of Forty Eight Hours. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, yeah. "Don't give him your gun," you know. Like yeah. he's the guy that he shoots at. This is a fucking great. Yeah, it's a great. Movie. I always love like seeing those like character actors over the years where you can just like and they pop up in something. And you yeah, go, yeah, but they've been here forever. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that uh, I hope that the, that Black Lightning becomes so successful that you uh, that it dominates your time <laughs> <laughs> because that means we'll be getting a lot of episodes. Yes, yes, but, yes, uh, yes. You know, listen. A- a- anything we can do to help promote it or anything we can do for you uh, I am so much a fan of yours so thank you thank, thank you, you so much for coming on Chris thank you thank you Chris Chris <laughs> yes. you can say the same thing to me you can call me Chris as well because it sort thanks, of works Chris. Chris thanks Chris 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 we are all Chris Chris <laughs> enjoy a burrito now leaving nerdist.com enjoy your burrito 
It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This motherfucker lied like a liar like a liar and if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal or you love to hop in the Wayback machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes you should tune in to our podcast morbid follow morbid on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen to episodes early and ad free by joining wondery plus in the wondery app or on apple podcasts